Chapter 9. Orbron and I tore that script na computer download apart. And before we translated into zero space, we had a destination in mind. One of the last places in the universe that any sensible Andalite would ever want to go. The Taxon Homeworld. As we spent timeless time traveling through the blank white non-distance of zero space, Alaron called a council. It was just for the three of us, but the Jahar was too small for us to keep the two humans out. They squatted on the floor near our hooves. We excluded them from our thought speak at first, keeping our conversation private. Taxon Homeworld is our destination, Alaron said. But the Skritna would not be taking the Time Matrix there. So I believe the Skritna don't know what they have. They saw strange power patterns and decided, with the usual Skritna simple-mindedness, to steal first and figure it out later. I agree, sir, Arbon said. If they knew they had the Time Matrix, they'd do one of two things. Head straight for the Yurk homeworld to sell it to the Yurks, or else head home to use it for their own people. But the tax on homeworld is... Hey! Hey! Chapman interrupted. You're doing your little telepathy thing and keeping us out. I'm not an idiot. This does not involve either of you, I said curtly. Chapman stood up and grabbed me roughly by the shoulder. I twitched my tail out of reflex. No Andalite would ever grab another Andalite. Chapman laughed rudely. You don't scare me. I know you can kill us both, but that's not your style, is it? Dragging us off across the galaxy is your style. We have an emergency, I said. We regret that we cannot take you straight back to your planet. However... However nothing, Chapman said. This little trip involves danger, doesn't it? You boys are in deep. Like I said, I'm not an idiot. I can see you three are tense. I can see you're worried. Wherever it is we're going, you're scared. Which means me and the girl here should be afraid too, right? Loren stood up and looked right at me. Is that true, Elfangor? Are you taking us into danger? I turned one eye toward Alaron. He nodded slightly, giving me permission. Yes, Loren, I said. We are going into terrible danger. If we are taken... The two of you will be killed or enslaved. Chapman's eyes blazed. You're dragging us into a battle and we can't even know what's going on? Is that Andalite fairness? I started to tell the annoying creature to be silent, but Alaron spoke. You two aliens have a right to know what you are being dragged into, as you put it. We are going to a planet of creatures who are allies of the Yurks. The Yurks are parasites who seize control of the bodies and minds of other creatures. The Taxons have been enslaved this way, by their own choice. I said, The Skritna have apparently discovered the long-lost time matrix. This is a device that allows people to move forward or backward in time. It is the most dangerous weapon imaginable. Why would a time machine be a weapon? Loren asked. But Chapman had already figured it out. Duh. I go back in time and change history to wipe you out in the present. I could kill your parents before they had you, and you'd never exist. He grinned. Better yet, I could go all the way back in time. Back to prehistoric days, 
and find the earliest ancestors of humans and kill them. The entire human race would cease to exist. Chapman laughed. I see why you guys are worried. If these yurks of yours get this thing, it's bye-bye Andalites. That did it. I didn't like this creature. I didn't care if he was just a primitive alien. I didn't like him. I pushed my face close to his. I brought my tail up into a threat position. You'd better understand something, human. If it's bye-bye Andalites, it will be bye-bye humans sooner or later. Who do you think keeps the Yurks from conquering every sentient race in the galaxy? We do. Maybe I'm with the wrong aliens, Chapman sneered. Maybe it's too bad I wasn't grabbed by the Yurks. They sound like winners. To my surprise, Prince Alaron actually laughed. You may be right, human, but you'd better hope you're not. I've seen what the Yurks do to captive planets. I was there when the Yurks took the Hortbegir world. Pray to whatever primitive gods you have, human, that the Yurks don't ever take your world. I shot a glance at Arbron. He was as surprised as I was. Aleron had been there at the loss of the Hortbegir world? The loss of the Hortbegir was the single biggest disaster in our war with the Yurks. The Hortbegir were the slave warriors of the Yurk Empire now, because we'd failed to save them. Translation to normal space in one minute, the computer announced without emotion. Okay, Aleron said, breaking the spell he had cast over all of us. We'll be coming out of Z-Space fairly close to the Taxon world. The area will be thick with Yurk ships. The Jahar has excellent stealth shielding, but we may still be detected. From now on, we are on battle alert. What's the plan? Arbron asked nervously. What do we do? Alaron laughed. What's the plan? We locate the Skritna ship, and if it has landed, we go down after it and take back the Time Matrix. Of course, we'd be a little too obvious walking around as Andalites, so... Down to the surface of the Taxon world? I asked in horror. You mean... Sir, are you planning for us to morph Taxons? Alaron looked very seriously at Arbon and me. You two Earths are going to have to grow up very fast now. I need warriors at my side. Are you ready to be warriors? In my daydreams as a young Earths, I had imagined a moment like this. I had imagined a time coming when I would be called upon to be brave and to save my people. And in my imagination, I had always faced this kind of moment with pride and without fear. And now, suddenly, my daydream was reality. And all I felt was sick dread. The Taxon world, it was a place from a nightmare. We are ready, Prince Aleron. I said as boldly as I could. We are ready to be your warriors. We're not afraid. I saw Arbon's face. He was as sick with fear as I was. But he still managed to smirk. He knew me too well. He knew I was lying. Chapter 10
down to the taxon world. The Jahar was cloaked, hidden from sight and from most sensors. But a close sensor sweep by a Yerk ship would reveal us. And we would never be able to land on the planet in the Jahar. We needed a victim. We found it, out beyond the Taxon world's third moon. It was a slow-moving transport ship. It was just arriving in the system, which meant that they would be expecting it down on the surface. Perfect for our needs. The trick was to disable the ship to make it stop, but not destroy it. This will take precise aim, Alaron said. Which of you two is a better shot? I wanted to say that I was, but I knew Arbon was better, and we could not afford to fail. Arbon is the one who hit the Skritna ship. Alaron nodded. Let's see what you can do, Arth's Arbon. We need to hit one engine, but leave the other functioning. And we don't want any unfortunate explosions. Arbron took the shutter controls in his hands. The York transport ship was 2,000 miles away. The target engine was about 40 feet long. Arbron keyed into the computer targeting system and made careful adjustments, while all of us, Alaron, the two humans, and I watched. There was a hum as the shredder fired. We saw the pale green beam lance forward into darkness, and on the screen, with magnification at factor 500, we saw the near-side engine pod of the York ship glow red and green. Good shooting, Alaron said. They'll waste half an hour trying to figure out what happened and reconfiguring to fly with just one engine. Aras Alfangor, take us in fast. I punched up a burn, and we rocketed forward, descending on the disabled transport. We were alongside the transport before they knew we were there. Jam their communications, Alaron ordered, and I feverishly punched the flat surface of the tactical board with my fingers. It was my second boarding of an alien vessel. I guess I should have felt like I was an old hand. But this wasn't some lame bunch of Skritna. This was a Yerk ship. We had no way of knowing what we would encounter. Would it be hork controllers? Taxon controllers? Or some other fierce, unknown species the Yerks controlled? A word of advice, Alaron said. Taxons may be repulsive, but never forget that down in their brains, they have a Yerk. You're dealing with a Yerk, not just a Taxon. Alaron, Arbron, and I pressed close to the hatch waiting for it to blow open. We carried handheld shredders on setting 3. There are 6 power levels on a shredder. Level 1 delivers a mild charge that will stun a small creature for a moment or two. Level 6 will blast a hole through 10 feet of solid alloy. Level 3 wouldn't kill most creatures, but it would certainly knock them down so hard they wouldn't get up for hours. At that moment, Waiting to rush a deadly enemy, I struggled to recall everything old Sofar had ever tried to teach me about combat. But I swear, I couldn't remember a word. Maybe Prince Alaron was calm, but I sure wasn't. Remember, don't kill them all, Alaron said. We may need to acquire them. Good luck, Loren said. And then the hatch blew. Boom!
in a rush of wind from the explosion, we launched ourselves into the Yurk transport. Taxons! If you've never faced a taxon, let me tell you, they are shocking things to see up close. They are tubular, like a monstrously thick, ten-foot-long hose. They have rows of needle-sharp, cone-shaped legs. The upper third of their body is held upright, and there the rows of legs become smaller and form tiny two- and three-fingered hands. There is a row of dark eyes, each like a congealed liquid. At the very top is the mouth, a round, red-rimmed hole circled with vicious rows of teeth. There were half a dozen of these creatures practically encircling us. For a frozen moment, no one moved. I don't think the Yurks could quite believe that they were being boarded by Andalites, right there in orbit around the Taxon homeworld. Then, everyone unfroze at once. On my left, one Taxon raised a Dracon beam and aimed it at me. Ah! I yelled and pulled the trigger of my shredder. The Taxon crumpled. Shredders fired. Dracon beams fired. The air was instantly as hot as an oven. Shockwaves from all the weapons rocked the enclosed area. Screens blew out. Sheet plastic panels crumpled. Sparks exploded in brilliant waterfalls from popping conduits overhead. Stop firing! Alaron ordered. We'll destroy the ship! Behind me, a taxon! Dracon beam coming up! I didn't pause to think. I just jerked my tail. My tail blade sliced through the air and separated the taxon's arm from his body. The arm fell to the deck, still weakly clutching the Dracon beam. The taxon screamed. Now there were only two taxons still standing, and they knew they were beaten. They backed away as fast as they could motor their cone legs. But even then, and even with the Yurks in their heads, the Taxon's evil instincts would not be denied. As they backed away, they bent low to tear chunks of flesh from their dead companions. The Taxons are cannibalistic, not a nice species. And according to everything we knew about them, not even the Yurks inside them could control that foul hunger of theirs. All right! Arbon cried. We got him! Shut up, you young fool! Alaron snapped. Alaron had already guessed why the Taxon controllers were pulling back. They didn't want to be in the way when serious trouble showed up. And that serious trouble was just becoming visible through the haze of smoke from burning, sparking panels. Seven feet tall. Razor-sharp blades at the wrist. Razor-sharp blades at their elbows. And knees. And tails. And two or three huge, forward-swept horn blades on the tops of their snake-like heads. hork Bajir. Well, well, Alaron said. It's been a while since I fought a hork Bajir. I'll take the two big ones in the middle. That left a hork Bajir warrior for each me and Arbron. Two full-grown adult hork Bajir, each with a wily yurk in its head. I'm thinking maybe we should have paid more attention to old so far. Orban said, making a grim joke. I saw the Hork-Bajir advance on me. 
I heard Sofar's voice in my head. Don't think, Alvangor. It's all instinct and training now. I let go of my conscious mind. I simply let it slip away. And in its place, a tingling energy seemed to fill me up. It was as if I were charged with electricity, as if sparks might fly from my hooves and tail. The hork came on toward me, and I struck. I struck! And when Alaron was outflanked by one of his opponents, I struck again. And when Arban was knocked down by his hork opponent, I struck again. I struck and struck and struck till hork blood ran on the decks. And when my own conscious mind returned, it seemed as if hours had gone by. Arban was staring at me like he'd seen a ghost. Alaron was nodding grimly, as if he recognized something about me. Wounded hork and worse than wounded, were lying in Taxon Gore on the deck. No! I whispered. I turned and ran back through the hatch to the Jahar. I ran and slipped and fell to my knees, with nowhere else to run. It was the human, Loren, who ran to me and put her strange human arms around my chest and with one hand pressed my face into her long, golden hair. Chapter 11 I shook myself free of Loren, appalled and ashamed by my behavior. What was the matter with me? I was behaving like a child, not an artist's. Then I saw Arbron. He had been cut. He was bleeding from a deep gash in his left arm. His main eyes were wide with what might almost have been panic. Oleron was busy tying up the injured hork The injured taxons were shoved into a small storeroom. Aleron sealed them in by wielding the door with his shredder. Are you okay? Loren asked me. Yes, of course, I'm fine. I said harshly. But my insides were churning. Some awful feeling was eating into my thoughts. I felt stunned. I felt like I wasn't even me. It was like I was some totally different person, standing off to one side, just watching myself. Loren left me alone and went to Arbron. She tore the sleeve off her shirt and wrapped it around Arbron's bleeding arm. Aleron came over and glanced at Arbron's arm. You'll be okay, Aris, he said. Go back to the weapon station. We've just started here. We have to fly this yurt crate down to the planet. Aris Thalfangor, you take the helm. The controls are more primitive than our own ships, but... Neither Arbron nor I moved. Aleron glared at me, furious that I was ignoring his order. But then I saw his expression soften. It's your first time. You fought well. Both of you. It's always hard the first time. And it never gets easy. But I need you both. Now. I nodded. Yes, Prince Aleron. I'll take the helm. You, alien he said to Loren. Get back to the Jahar. We'll be away for a while. Don't touch anything. Loren turned her head to look back over her shoulder. Humans have to do that in order to see behind them. She was obviously hesitating. She bit her lower lip with her short white teeth. What is it? I asked. 
Still, she hesitated. Then, Look, tell me the truth. Swear by whatever it is that is really important to you. Swear that you're going to take Chapman and me back to Earth. Of course we are. As soon as we can. I said. She sighed. A sound that involved blowing air out of her mouth. Look, it's Chapman. I'm sure he's a nice guy and all, really. You don't trust him. If you leave the two of us here on the Jahar, he'll try something. I know he will. And I know you think we're too primitive to be able to fly your ship or whatever, but don't count on it. Chapman doesn't like you. Yes, I got that impression, I said. But we can tell the ship's computer not to allow him to do anything. He won't be able to fly the ship or use communications. It will be all right. With my stock eyes, I saw that Prince Alaron was busy with Arbon. Here, take this. Hide it under your clothing. Use it if Chapman makes trouble for you. It is set to level two. Just point it and squeeze the trigger. Loren took the shredder from me and slipped it under her shirt. Listen, good luck down there on the planet. Whatever you were doing down there. Then she put her face close to mine and pressed her lips against the side of my face. It was a very odd thing to do. Not something any Andalite would ever do. And yet, I did not mind it. Arath Salfangor, whenever you have the time to join us, Alaron said acidly. Ready, sir. Preparing to sever the connection with the Jahar. The hatch closed, shutting Loren the human off from sight. She would be all right, I told myself. The Jahar was well shielded. With the engines off, it would be almost impossible for the Yurks to detect. And she had the shredder in case the other human tried to start trouble. I focused on understanding the ship's controls. They were designed for taxon hands, but the basics were still the basics. I calculated a simple approach to the taxon's world main spaceport. I fired the engines, and then, as we moved away, gathering speed, I looked back and saw the Jahar. These humans are a pain in the hindquarters, Arbon said. As if we don't have enough trouble, we have to watch over a pair of primitive aliens? She's a million light years from her home, Arbon, confronting species she never knew existed, suddenly thrust into the middle of an intergalactic war. I think she is very brave. Arbon busied himself with learning the computer station of the strange ship, but then, in a carefully offhand way, he said, By the way, thanks. You saved my life back there. I guess you absorbed more from old Sofar than you thought, huh? I guess so, I said. You were something, Alfangor. You scared me a little. Hey, I think you even scared Alaron. You really... Okay, shut up, alright? I was just saying you were great back there. Faster than light tail action. When you cut that one big hork head, that was amazing. I wanted Arbon to shut up. I didn't want to think about what had happened. I didn't want to remember it. And yet, this other part of me was hanging on every word. This other part of me was replaying the fight in my head, seeing myself as Alfangor, the great hero. 
Course laden? Alaron asked me. Yes, Prince. We should be arriving in 30 minutes. Good. Then it's time. We need to acquire the taxons. To acquire is to absorb the DNA of a species. It is the first step in morphing that creature. We were going to become taxons. Hello, Phanomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm feeling a little tired under the weather today. So we, I, I won't keep you long. Um, I just want to remind everyone that I have a new second limited podcast called Into the Radlands, where I rewatch Into the Badlands with my friend Jesse. Uh, if you like martial arts and ridiculous southern-inspired aesthetics, and also the show Into the Badlands, because, I mean, yeah, check it out if, if those things appeal to you. Um, I have a lot of fun recording it, you know. Uh, you can find that on shoutengine.com slash Into the Badlands, or by visiting my website, uh, theapodcalypse.com, where all my stuff that I make is basically there. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast tumblr.com or audiomorphscast at gmail.com uh if you use apple Podcasts, leave me a rating and review uh that's that's it i'm out of here my name is daniel and i believe one day the andalites will come until then we fight <laughs>